Hey, welcome to Faith Marketplace, where we equip individuals, entrepreneurs, small business owners with resources plus community to make a kingdom impact to glorify our mighty God while gaining inspiration from marketplace leaders. Hey, welcome back here to Faith Marketplace. We're all over the place, <laughs> Faith Marketplace. And uh, this is, I don't even know, I lost count of the episodes. It's been 11 and a half years now, so <laughs> we've got a bunch of them in there, I know. But uh, today's guest is just outstanding. I had the privilege and honor of having a great conversation with him. His name is uh, Scott Couchenauer, and he is the owner and founder of Serving Strong Enterprises. I love that. Uh, out of Canfield, Ohio which is uh, on the other side of my hometown. I grew up around Toledo, and he's over in Canfield, as a lot of people might know. That's the Football Hall of Fame over there in Canfield. And so, uh, Scott, welcome aboard, buddy. Uh, it's an honor to be with you, Bob. This is uh, I've enjoyed our short, our brief but new relationship for a long time. Yeah. Uh, just a little bit about Scott got pressed into the service today, and he was so gracious because we had an unfortunate situation <laughs> with one of our guests had a death in the family. And I just touched Scott, and I thought, boy, you know, if we could get him on real quickly. And he responded. So uh, if that tells you anything about what he does as far as his business, uh, you, you know exactly what we're dealing with here today. Hey, Scott, you shared with me a, a life quote or verse. Would you share that with the audience, and why is that important to you? Sure. It comes from Proverbs 3. Uh, King Solomon wrote it, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Mm. That is, that was a verse that I learned as a kid, sang about it, uh, heard numerous sermons on it. We went to church every day, every time the doors were open, all the revivals, all the vacation Bible schools and all that. But it wasn't until a major, major life event in my life in 2015 mm -hmm. that um, that after I argued with God, <laughs> came to the realization that God was right and the God I had figured out um, wasn't big enough. You know, when you have God figured out, your God is too small. Yep. And I, I finally came around thanks to his patience and grace to look at this verse totally different Okay. because I was a 50 year old when I lost my career Yep. and I had erroneously attached my identity to that career. And when that career was gone, I didn't know what my identity was. Right. So well, from scratch, um, learned to trust in him. There you learned go, buddy. Not to lean. And, yep, uh, on your own understanding. This is a popular one. We've had this a number of times from guests. And uh, certainly when I was in a peer group called C12, this is a very popular verse in C12 because, you know, we get all called up in our own head, you know, in our own stuff and that we're all that in a bag of chips. And God's got a different plan, you know. Uh, he certainly has taught me that <laughs> many times. <laughs> hey, well, listen, um, what do you want the, 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 our audience to take away? What do you want the listeners to take away today out of our conversation? Well, the first thing is everything has context, mm -hmm. it, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, there's always, always context, which means things are never as good as they seem. And things are never as bad as they seem. If you step back far enough from anything that you are facing, you'll begin to see options and those options give you choice. And my definition of options plus choice equals agency. Mm. 
the the sense that I've got a choice here. Right. Um, there's nothing worse than living out without agency, being controlled by circumstances or other people. Right. Um, so that's the first thing. Everything has context. Uh, second, I've already alluded to when you have God figured out, your God is too small yep. because you you cannot His ways are you, you can't are untraceable. Yep. And then the third thing is we must each always be in the act of becoming the fullest expression of our unique God-given design. Okay. Um, when we are in the act of becoming the fullest expression of our unique God-given design, two things happen. Fulfillment in today goes up and regrets in tomorrow go down. Ah, I love it. I love it. And that's some deep thinking there, buddy. <laughs> You know? Well, you know, I've learned quite a bit yes, through you what have. I've been through. Well, let's dive into what the heck is serving strong enterprises. So, um, why don't you why don't you share with the audience uh, what is your product and service? What, what is it that you do? Well, my product is is a it's more of a service. The problem that I solve is is what business owners over forty five tend to feel to deal with. It's a a growing challenge because they're going through a different stage of life. They're business owners and they've been with their business for say two, three, four decades, Mm -hmm. depending on when they started it. They've come to love this business and the people that are in the, on the payroll. And yet that stage of life, there are a number of things. First of all, they're beginning to awaken to the short life they have left compared to the life they've lived, which opens the door to a desire for more meaning and purpose. And they're beginning to sense a little bit that they're tethered to this organization. And what they love so much is also something that for whatever reason, they feel like it's, it's holding them down. Mm -hmm. And that's a difficult thing. That's a loss of agency. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I used to have all the answers. I, do, I can't keep up. I'm running faster, but I'm getting toward the back of the treadmill. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where that is. So um, that's who I serve primarily is business owners over 45 who need and desire a master plan for what I call their fourth quarter of life. I their 60s, that. 70s, 80s. I love that. I love that. Uh, well, you know, there's a lot of services out there, coaches and services. So what makes yours unique then, Scott, from, I mean, I've had a lot of coaches on and I know a lot of them. So what makes you unique? Well, I think what makes me unique is what makes all of us unique. Okay. Uh, first of all, I don't believe in competition. I believe eight and a half billion people uh, <laughs> compared to the number of biz- of clients that anyone needs yep. to run a business. Uh, it's It's our story. Mm-hmm. It's my story. It's the things that I have been through and the things that I have learned along the way. Um, 24 years as a COO in a family business that designed to build churches across America, two and a half years as CEO of that business to try and reinvent it because we were losing market share after 2008, and the 16 years as a coach. I coached pastors on the side mm. uh, of being a part of my fam- my dad's company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the loss of my career at age 50. Wow. All of that has given me empathy and a drive to help others create their master plan for a fantastic life. Uh, there are things I've learned in the cave 
of my heroes of journey. If you're familiar with that, yep. um, I love the movie Iron Man yep. and sitting in the cave with all these rusted pieces and parts that that's a good metaphor for what I was going through. Yeah. Wow. So, um, like this and like coaches I've talked to in the past, um, there's a lot, there's problems that pop up all the time with people that you're coaching and so on. So what are some of the common ones and, and how do you solve them? Well, the main one is a lack of agency. Okay. Um, the, the, f- I call it a fog of uncertainty. Okay. They used to have things so figured out. Um, I help them create clarity of mission and purpose in their later years. Think of it like uh, they may be f- very familiar with a strategic plan, right. strategy and execution on a business side. What I do is create a strategy and we work on the execution of that strategy like a master plan going into the fourth quarter. Okay. Um, I help them, uh, I give them a track to run on and help them uh, execute that track with confidence. So is there a common problem that you find or that you see with folks uh, that co- continually keeps popping up across all the range of, of uh, you know, the, the uh, times of their life or not? Or is it kind of starts to morph into other things? <laughs> well, there are, there are a lot of different um, ways it plays out. But I think the common theme is the desire for meaning and purpose. Ah, okay. Uh, the if limited time makes us all think about life differently. Yep. Um, you think of the person who is, is diagnosed with a, a rare disease that they have three months to live. Mm-hmm. That changes everything. You bet. Yep. Um, now we don't, thankfully we don't all go through something so drastic. Right. However, when we move into a stage of life, which I call the fourth quarter, um, we begin to look at those squares that we have left to fill versus the squares that we have filled in our lives. Mm -hmm. And we start to take stock and think, Oh my word, I don't want to leave without doing X, Y, or Z. I I, I don't, I don't want life to catch up with me. I, I don't want to regret not having time with my grandkids or time with my parents before they pass on. Mm And so it's this this overarching theme of meaning and purpose uh, that that I think is very common. Yeah, I would agree. I have you ever read Bob's Bob Berg's book uh, Halftime? Yes, I did when I was in my late thirties, early forties, actually. Okay, and uh, <laughs> so I think I, I cut my teeth on this whole concept of fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, you sure uh, did. <laughs> I recommend yeah, the, to countless people that book. You know, particularly people that are in their forties, you know, that, uh, it creeps up on you really fast, you know? Um, yeah, I, I'm, yes, I'm going to cast another milestone here in about a month. So I <laughs> creep up on <laughs> you real fast, you know? So, um, okay. So I think we talked a little bit about this, but it sounds like your target audience is 45 plus. Is that, is that fair? Yeah. Generally speaking, um, you know, the third quarter, as I define quarters, the first quarter is your learning quarter, your nurturing, you know, the first 20 years of your life. Okay. Your 20s and your 30s is your building quarter. Okay. You're building your life, your career, your business, your family. The third quarter is what I call the reaping quarter. These are your 40s and 50s, and you're reaping the, the drive and energy that you had in your second quarter. Somewhere 
And as the saying goes, the mileage varies for all of us. But at some point in the third quarter, there are the begin hints of hesitation. And and I don't believe what has been taught us over the years that there's a hill and we're right. over the hill, right? right? Yeah. Um, you turn 40 and you have your neighbors put all the black balloons and the the tombstones in your front yard saying, Lordy, Lordy, look who's 40, right? Yeah. Over yeah. the hill, gang, all that stuff. Yeah. I think, I believe with Arthur Brooks, who wrote the book uh, From Strength to Strength, that there is another curve. Yep. There's actually another curve that we can climb. And and when we enter that fourth quarter, somewhere at 45-ish, you know, uh, 50-ish, 50s, um, we begin to embark on what can be a very exciting quarter of our lives. Yeah. Because- Yep. We can start something not from scratch like we did in our 20s, yep. but we can start from experience. Yep. And we can do things that we could never have done in our previous quarters. So what would be the description or what you would say that um, – what hooks most people you work with when you start talking to them? What what grabs them the most? Is it the purpose? Is it the calling? What is it that uh, starts to appeal to them? It is the anticipation of looking back on life and the potential regrets. Uh, I never really thought about it, right. you know, in our early lives. We, we have our whole life ahead of us, yep. you know, that begins to change. And I don't work with everybody who is over 45. Right. Um, you know, some people in their 60s or 70s, it won't be until they're that age when they start thinking about Yep. end of life kind of stuff. Um, I work with the ones who have what I call an awakening. Okay. Either it's something that has happened outside of them, like the death of a loved one, the sudden death or the loss of a business or whatever it is. In my case, it was an external disruption. Yep. Sometimes it happens within us. We just wake up one day and, and we say, Oh my word. Yeah. And you, you uh, certainly you know, where, did that because you, my life you already kind of gave your, your testimony there as far as all the mm-hmm. things that set this up for you. And uh, and it was a wake-up call. I know that there was a lot of angst that you stepped into when that happened because you grew up in a family right. business. That's really basically, in general, all you know, right? And then having to lose that and sitting there, you know, in – in your chair or at night saying, you know, what am I going to do now? Cause I've known several people that this is, they've gone through this or mm-hmm. uh, for whatever reason, they, they exited the business, you know, got to a point that they, they, you know, maybe the offer was too good and they exit. Um, <laughs> but I've, I've talked to a number of people that have either gained a lot of wealth and now they're sitting there twiddling their thumbs figuring, what do I do next? You know? Uh, right. And sometimes that can even be worse, you know, because they're sitting there trying to, you know, not that the, the money's that bad, but it's just that they're, you know, trying to think through this, like, what what am I going to do now? Um, yeah. There's just a lot of freedom to that. And they start to eventually realize that. And that's why some, I matter of fact, a, a gentleman I know just um, really ended his career and he's in, in great shape and he's taken a year off, you know, to reflect mm-hmm. and, and gain some wisdom as to what's, as you'd say, the, uh, like you said, you know, the next quarter <laughs> and how do I leverage? You know, that? I did a, I've got my own podcast and I did a, a, interview with a 75 year old lady. Uh, she owns, she's the CEO of her business. Uh, she was in education. She and her husband both 
retired and moved to Florida. Mm -hmm. And uh, she said to me, you know, some people are born for retirement and some people aren't. <laughs> and she said, I wasn't. Yeah. So my husband has a handicap of six <laughs> in golf. She said, I tried it for a while, but I, it, I could not stand it. <laughs> I needed to be a part of something. I've always wanted to write a children's book. Okay. Well, one thing leads to another and she writes this book and it explodes. And now she's the CEO as a 75 year old. Right. And I, I just hung on to that phrase. Retirement isn't for everybody. Yep. Gotcha. It is for some. And the other thing too, but, you know, uh, 75 is the new 55. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, uh, as I've crossed over that mark already in my life, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. And I agree with her 100%. You know, uh, people ask me all the time, Hey Bob, when are you going to retire? When are you gonna? And I said, I'm not retiring. I'm walking into the crematorium, you know, <laughs> you know mm -hmm. or whatever, laying whatever. But I said, you mm -hmm. know, um, you know, God's going to call me home when he wants me. But in the meantime, we got a lot of work down here. You know, uh, it, I call it vocational alignment. Okay. Uh, we, we tend to think that our, our career is a one and done. Yep. And then we jump off the cliff and we say, <laughs> now what? Yeah. <laughs> I like to think of it as you're going through these stages of life. Let's align our vocation to that. And when I think vocation, I think not so much what you do for a paycheck, yep. um, but what you do with your energy and your focus and your passion. So I've met v business owners who have sold their business and have started a foundation. And now they're, they sit on the board of a foundation that gives micro loans to ministries. Yeah. Um, that's vocational alignment. Yep. I think the key is understanding what is meaningful to you. And like I said, when you're in the act of becoming the fullest expression of your unique God-given design, you express that design through what you're passionate about. And by the way, the more we become like who we were designed to be, the more Christ-like we become. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, you, you it, yes, you do need to let go of some seasons of life and maybe a business, but you're grabbing hold of something totally different. Uh, you mentioned and your I, podcast. Why don't we tell the audience what that is and how they can find it? Okay. Yeah. It's simply called serve strong, finish strong. Okay. And the, the serve strong part of it, uh, we talk about how you can grow your business, mm -hmm. uh, because a, a, a business that can thrive without you is a business with a lot of space to give you options. Yep. The finish strong is more on the personal side of the business owner, him or herself. Right. How can we craft a master plan that will allow you to enjoy the fourth quarter and where you can make such an impact in your, in your world that you finish strong. Yeah, that's great. So serve yeah. strong, finish strong. Yeah. It's, it's on all the podcasts. It's on all the podcasts. Okay. okay. Well, at least I'm encouraged. You had a 75 year old on that. I guess maybe I get qualified then someday to be a guest. <laughs> I absolutely love to highlight success stories of people in their in oh yeah firmly ensconced in their fourth quarter. Well, I, you know, I keep thinking of Ray Kroc. You know, the guy that founded McDonald's. It was he was in his, I think he was in his 60s or 70s when he founded yeah. it. I'm proud to welcome Inbound Studio as a sponsor of Faith Marketplace. Marshall Mullet, the owner, has a mission to help businesses be more efficient and effective in getting results from their marketing technology. 
With their vast experience, Inbound Studio builds websites using inbound marketing methodology that provides a beautiful visitor experience that has them coming back for more. As a result, the company has evolved to be a premier provider of web technology services in the Midwest. I encourage you to check them out at www.inboundstudio.com. What's your favorite productivity hack? This is one of uh, Olivia. Olivia helped me with these questions, and she. This is great because we get all kinds of different answers. So, what? How do you respond to that? Well, there there are two things that I would I would say. Uh, I am a per- productivity geek. Okay. So I love the the platform Todoist. Todoist. That's okay. Todoist. Okay. It's a fantastic platform, but my most effective productivity hack over the years, it's sustainable and it will always be the importance of reflecting daily on what's happening around you. Okay. Um, we get so caught up in the day to day and we go to bed exhausted and then we get up and we just start doing things again. If we do not take the time to reflect and ideally your day should have bookends where you're reflecting on the day in the morning of the day ahead and you're taking 15 minutes or so at the end of the day to reflect on what happened. I don't mean figure things out. I don't mean, you know, strategizing and all just reflect almost like sitting on the bank of a river that's slow moving and every leaf that floats by is a thought or an event that took place and watch that thing until it goes out of view and watch something else and just reflect on it. To me, that energizes your work and it's what you need. It's the fuel that you need to be productive. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's interesting too, because um, I was given this as a gift many, many years ago as to reflect on, and it was pretty, pretty profound for me. It was like, at the end of the day, what did you learn today? You know, what did it, what was the takeaway uh, of the day? You know, whether that be meeting somebody uh, whether I went to an event, whether I, uh, you know, was able to pound out some content or do something. But it's really interesting because, as you know, and I think you feel this also, I, I can go all week long and figure, try to figure out what the heck, what did I accomplish? You know, yes. uh, that's why I still mow my lawn, because I can see what it is when I start and when it, what it looks like when I finish, you know. Right, <laughs> and, right. And some weeks I've sensed that. That was my biggest accomplishment that week, you know, <laughs> because you could see it because we do so many things you can't see, you know. Yeah. And so uh, you're right. Taking that reflection time is is really important. OK, and, and there's a go ahead. And I'll just add this, too. There's a difference between having 10 years of experience and having one year of experience 10, 10 times. times. Yes. Reflection allows you to pivot and adjust as you reflect on what you learned because you go back out on the field, so to speak, as a quarterback Mm -hmm. with greater information from the offensive coordinator's booth, you know, that metaphor from a guy from Canton, Ohio, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Hey, um, let me ask you this. This was, uh, you know, we all had coaches and mentors. I remember mine very vividly and also at different stages of my life. So, um, who were people that, that helped you and, and what was the importance of that to you? Well, I, I have one real life person and then I have a, well, they're all real life. The other two are authors. Mm-hmm. The real life person that I have come to know personally, his name is Barry Banther. Okay. 
Uh, he is, was a, our, our family businesses consultant. He's the one I, I hung up the phone with when we'd concluded it was time to close our family business. Okay. Fantastic. Um, I, I aspire to be the kind of facilitator he was okay. and is mm-hmm. the kind of speaker that he is very upbeat, very positive thinking. Now, the other two mentors in my life that came to mind was um, one is an author of the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. I just saw him. He he was at uh, the Global Leadership Summit this year. Right. Hmm. He he has written that book. It's been critical to my life and my coaching because uh, the phrase um, identity-based habit forming instead of outcome-based. Yep. You would decide the type of person you're going to be, and then you prove it to yourself with small wins. Mm-hmm. That's, that's brilliant. And the second is Arthur Brooks, who wrote the book from strength to strength. I referred to that before. Yeah. Talks right. about the two, the two hills that we climb. The first one is, uh, based on fluid intelligence, which is our energetic, innovative 20 ish year old self that, you know, we, we can throw a bunch on the wall and we can figure out what works and we can pivot very quickly. That begins to wane in our mid thirties. Yeah. And a lot of us struggle trying to keep that curve up because we don't realize there's a second curve and that's called crystallized intelligence. Mm-hmm. And um, think of the, the college professor who is coming into his prime in late sixties, early seventies, because it's so wisdom based. Yep. Um, we have a lot to contribute. Those of us who are in our, you know, fourth quarter. Yep. We do. And, uh, and Arthur, Arthur Brooks in his book, um, gives voice to that and what's really going on. And that's, that was eye opening and freeing to me to realize there's a whole bunch of life to live. The worst thing is to see someone who has died long before they're buried. Yeah. And they've just decided that they have no more to contribute yep. and they're going to let the young people take over. And all that leads to is a life of complaint and negativity. Yep. Are you looking for ways to increase your business? Are you hungry for business relationships that matter, that helps you grow personally, professionally, and spiritually? Well, welcome to G7 Networking with Purpose, where we form relationships that lead to quality referrals and life transformation. Experience networking with others of like mind and spirit via monthly meetings that follow a powerful format that invites interaction and connection. Immerse yourself in the proprietary G7 app, sharing leads, prayer requests, and increased visibility with the entire G7 network. Chapters are forming now in the Chicagoland area and around the U.S., so please visit g7networking.com for details and search for a chapter near you. G7 is looking for well-connected leaders to of integrity and purpose, looking for what's next. If this sounds like you, please reach out to us via website, again, g7networking.com, or if you're interested here in Chicago, just text me at 847-922-1498. Again, Bob Lambert, text me at 847-922-1498. We talked about this before a little bit. At, you know, How do you provide hope to others that are really facing challenges, whether that be through your practice or other things that you're doing? Well, um, like I said before, everything we face has context. So each challenge that we face uh, 
has the potential to rob us of our agency. Okay. The sense that we have no options, we have no choice. But because it has context, we can step back. And, and I would say for your listeners, the very next challenge you face, which is likely to be not long after you hang up from this <laughs> ep- podcast episode, um, number one, write everything down about the challenge on paper. Mm-hmm. And I say, grab a pen or a pen or a, you know, it can be on a tablet, or whatever, but you're physically using your hand yes. because you're using both sides of your brain. Yep. Get everything down on paper. That in itself is significant because we talk about being on top of the world. Mm-hmm. as a very positive thing and being under the weather as a very negative yep. thing. When you're drawing things out of your head onto paper, you're literally looking down on that paper. So you're on top of it. Mm-hmm. Second is group those thoughts by affinity. What are the commonalities, common themes of things you wrote down? Determine a course of action and commit to it and then take that action. And step five, review the results periodically and adjust. So every challenge that you face has inherently it, it it contains an opportunity right but it takes us getting outside of our mind separating ourselves from the details so that we can see those options and those choices which leads to action yep so you take that action and then you learn from the results what i love what you're talking about here scott is also it appears when you said uh, right in the beginning where you step back step back step back to me, that is forward focused, okay, versus yes. looking hindsight, you know, looking in the rearview mirror. And because uh, there, there's things to be learned, but you get a clear vision what's in front of you then or in the moment, as they say, you know, uh, and um, that clears up a lot of things. Because I guess I adopted the phrase a long time ago, you know, if it if it doesn't kill me, it's going to be okay, you know, <laughs> from the standpoint right. of whatever I'm facing. And, you know, um, I, 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 but this has been later in life, you know, that I've been able to realize that because I would just go, 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 you know, 24-7. I think that's another thing that I'm noticing more and more today. Everybody is just busy. And you know what busy stands for? <laughs> being, I, I think. Yeah, I, being under Satan's yoke. Okay. Busy. Right. And so versus being under Savior's yoke. And that's the opposite of that. So. As I, you know, um, came to faith and I and matured in my faith, and I'm not even close to being there. <laughs> it's constantly a struggle. But you know what has happened for me is that I've got a lot more comfortable because uh, when I went through an exercise looking back over my life and to see how God was carrying me over that 36 years that I was in the desert, it became very crystal clear to me how real He is and that He had a plan and He had a plan for me to continue. Um, and that's, that has been monumental, uh, when I say from the standpoint of peace, this is Solomon said, mm-hmm. this too shall pass, you know? And so that peace, uh, in understanding, just like what your quote was up in the beginning there, uh, that gives you, you know, the sustenance to, to, to face the challenges and, uh, and to move on. But, uh, that step back, I love that we said that stepping back from all that and, and looking at that, um, you know, it, it's like, oh, that's not such a big deal. Okay, now now we can take and do this and do this and do this, you know. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Words of wisdom you would have given to your younger self. Take Proverbs 3, 5, 6 seriously. Okay. The sooner you do, 
the better off you will be in the long run. <laughs> I can't tell you the, um, the amount of stress I experienced, the amount of struggle mm-hmm. I experienced, because I did not take seriously the importance of trusting God and leaning not on my own understanding yeah. and uh, looking for God in everything, in every corner, on, around every corner, looking for him, acknowledging him, saying, here you are again. Uh, if I'd have taken that seriously, man, <laughs> I hate to think where I, I would have been <laughs> today. Well, he had a plan. Come on, Scott. He had the plan. You didn't. He you had know? A plan. So, uh, well, he, he uses what we did. Yeah. You know, sure he uses, yeah, yeah. I would, I just compliment you on that because not a lot of people survive that. You know, I mean, it's just mm. they get into a death spiral and it's really, really difficult to come out of that. It affects yeah. everybody around yeah. them too, you know, family, mm-hmm. friends, everybody. Uh, let's end this up here. So, what is cool, interesting about Scott? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's cool. Uh, I think it I, is. I know that it, I, I <laughs> so. I had the opportunity to go beneath the surface of the water for 45 minutes okay. in, off the coast of Jamaica as a kid. Okay. Uh, we trained in a swimming pool yep. and then went out and uh, looked at coral and all that. And uh, that was interesting. What I discovered after getting back up into the boat was for 45 minutes, I was my mouthpiece was not fully fitted. Oh, geez. So for I was sucking in salt water. Oh, I so I no. <laughs> I had a little realignment that I had to do after I got back. But that's that was I'll never forget that. Yeah. Uh the other was jumping out of a perfectly operational plane at 60 miles an hour over 4000 feet and doing what is called static line yeah. skydiving. Yeah. As soon as you let go of the plane, uh the the wing of the plane, you step out onto the wing yep. and you look back at the instructor and he says, "Let go." And you just arch your back and you're, I will never, ever forget the, the hanging midair. And what we did was we practiced a, a maneuver where you close all the rings in the parachute, like you're going to land only you're practicing it in the middle. When you did that, it was complete silence. Wow. And it was me and God and man, what a, what an experience. I love it. So the heights and the depths, yeah. I guess you could call I, it. I love it, Scott. That's a great story. Well, listen, I, uh, you know, as we do with everybody in the show, why don't you uh, let everybody know how they can get a hold of you, please? Um, sure. Sure. Yeah. Just go to servingstrong.com. Okay. You'll, you'll see everything there. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. But uh, for the most part, if you go to servingstrong.com, that will be uh, the central Uh, station. I love it. Well, thank you, Scott, for being our guest today. You had some really profound things to say, uh, you know, shared with us and especially, you know, that testimony again, that's a, that's a deep one, you know, to go through that and you've come out bigger, better, uh, you know, from it and you're helping a lot of people through uh, that fourth quarter, you know, so that's really cool. (laughs) You know, what I found Bob is every conversation I have is an opportunity to redeem the loss. Yeah. So it is a death and resurrection multiple times. I love over. it. I love the analogy. Well, folks, where uh, you got to come back and get us on our next episode uh, here at faithmarketplace.com. Go out there and check it out. We've got all the episodes out there on uh, Google, iTunes, Spotify. Uh, so check it out. Pass it along too, if you would, please. You know, we're trying to build audience and pass it along to other people. You 
get a, one of these episodes you think was great and you want to pass along to a friend, a neighbor, or business associate, please do that. Also, um, we are alive a, a because we take the generosity of donations here, you know, to keep this going. So if you have a few extra pennies after Labor Day or whenever it, it might be, then we'd really appreciate that. And you go out there and hit the donate button and uh, we really, really would appreciate that. So stay tuned. We're going to be back here next week on Faith Marketplace where we inspire, equip and encourage to walk it. Walk it out, okay? Then 